0: Top of the morning, afternoon, evening and night everybody and welcome back to another Politoco podcast episode. Now in today's episode I wanted to talk about something that actually relates to the degree I am doing, which I think is pretty incredible. Uh, If you haven't listened to my other podcasts, I am studying marine biology at the University of Stirling and I wanted to cover something that... Um, I studied not too long ago and I think it's very very interesting and it's all about intertidal zones and uh, intertidal zones are essentially just where the shore is so if you go to a beach that is an intertidal zone that is the zone between the tides Uh, and it's essentially the area where the ocean meets the land between high and low tides so that's the intertidal zone And I want to talk about that today, because I think it's very interesting, and I really enjoyed learning about it, and I kind of just want to bring my knowledge to the podcast. So, starting from the beginning, life in the intertidal zones has adapted over thousands of years, and it's not just animals, it is also plants. And they all have to adapt to survive within the local conditions. Now, without specific adaptations, it wouldn't be possible, or it would be very difficult for new species to be introduced to the intertidal zones and survive. So if I were to just if I were to give a bit of a description about intertidal zones, the intertidal zones are also known as the littoral zone, and they are, as I said, before, is the area where the ocean meets the land between high and low tides. And there are three main types of intertidal zones. You've got the rocky reefs. You've got the sandy shorelines of terrestrial origin and sandy shorelines that are built from biogenetic materials of reefs. Now, although all of these different intertidal zones, gosh, that's really gonna, really going to get me Although these intertidal zones have different topography, they are divided into three areas depending on the respective water levels. So firstly, the supralittoral zone, supra littoral zone. Uh, it refers to the area where the tide is at its highest and it's only reached by the ocean's saltwater spray. And then the second part is the eulittoral zone, which falls dry during low tide but is submerged during high tide. And this area has so many changes of abiotic factors, which is why a lot of adaptation is needed to survive in these specific areas. And a very important abiotic factor is temperature. So, throughout summer, well, in the northern hemisphere, but throughout summer, as the temperature rises, the salinity of the water rises, and this is because the the water, well, the sea, uh, evaporates a bit. So there's less water, but there's more there's more salt there. So there's the same amount of salt, but less amount of water. So it's more it's more saline. But then during the winter seasons, the um, temperature decreases, obviously, and that decreases the temperature of the ocean, which decreases the salinity because it's formation of ice, which can remove the salt. And then finally, the final zone of intertidal zones is called the infralittoral zone, and that's something that is not affected by the tide because it is constantly submerged. So those are the main types of intertidal zones that are the description of the intertidal zones and i want to go on and talk about specific adaptations that plants have so there are many challenges that uh plants do have to face when living in the intertidal zones and the main one i think is probably salinity levels because there has to be a difference in toleration to the salinity levels so because of this there is very loose but there is noticeable zonation that occurs from the supraliteral zone to the infralittoral zone. Um, As an example, there is a plant called the goat foot vine, the goat's foot vine. Um, It has many adaptations to allow to survive. So for example, the first part I think is the dispersal of the seeds, because there is a large unoccupied space in the testa inside of the seed, and that is an air pocket and that allows buoyancy which can then float on the water and this can be transported either further along the same beach or completely across to the other side of the ocean to other shores but furthermore there are creeping stems that the goat's foot vine carries and this allows the seeds to be carried 30 or more feet for dispersal and this is very, very useful because the seed won't have to compete for resources from the parent plant. And these plants can also create vegetation mats on the shore, which can help trap nutrients to allow the plant to grow further. And moving on to another plant, I think, which many people have heard of, you probably have heard of it. It is the mangrove. It is a, it's called the red mangrove and it lives along tropical shorelines and the optimum water salinity is 35 parts per 1000 which is similar to the mean salinity of seawater but as the environment increases in salinity the thickness of their leaves increase over time but this so this adaptation will allow a higher water holding capacity which then results in reduced water loss during transpiration now because of these plants uh are along the intertidal zones, there is a lot of risk from tropical storms. And dealing with these tropical storms has allowed the plant to build an adaptation of its roots. And if you've seen mangrove plants, the roots are very big, they are very intertwined, and they can even descend from the trunk and even other branches into the surrounding area to defend itself from tropical storms and specifically storm surges. And now finally, I wanted to go into some of the animal adaptations because I think that's a bit more interesting than plants in my personal opinion. Um, but obviously, animals have a lot of adaptations to survive um, and also relating to the salinity levels so for example, the animals living in the intert- intertidal zones, <laughs> my goodness i'm going to mess I've messed that up way too much so far. The animals living in the intertidal zones have to minimize the loss of fresh water. And that is very important for survival. So depending on the species of animal, the reduced loss of water can either be physiological or behavioral. And a very interesting study, which I read into the behavioral adaptations of intertidal hermit crabs, it shows a way that they deal with the environment, which is that they block the entrance of their shell that they choose to live in. And this allows water to be retained inside of the shell and kept for use by the hermit crab, which is incredible. And that's that's a very, very smart and behavioral adaptation. But a physiological adaptation can be seen by the frail disc clingfish. And there is another interesting study which was conducted by Michael Horn um, where his findings found that the fish, the fraildest clingfish, could tolerate water loss more than approximately 47% of their wet body weight. And this is way more than that of a spadefoot toad which can tolerate water loss of approximately 45% of their body weight. And because of the constant changing in tides, this adaptation is very useful and helps increase the survival probability in the event that the tide recedes very, very quickly and that the clingfish is beached on the shore. And then because of the physiological adaptations, they can stay alive for a lot longer until the tide can all of a sudden rush back in and the clingfish can swim away. Swim away, swim away. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm really glad I could actually talk about something that I'm learning and I'm going to be getting, hopefully, fingers crossed, a degree in in the future. So I really hope you enjoyed that. I found it very, very interesting to, to learn about different things and to learn about, you know, how different the intertidal zones are and how they can change in the matter of seconds. And it's just very interesting. Or at least I think it's very interesting. But thank you very much for listening if you did. And I will catch you all in the next episode. See you later, guys.